getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. My name is Fergus. I am your host. I'm joined tonight by Gunnar Hilsey. We're hosting this show, but if I'm honest, uh, we're hoping that you'll come on as our guests. Uh, we've got a couple of people in the green room already uh, who will come on and we'll have a chat with in a few minutes. Myself and Trevor will have a quick chat beforehand. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. This is the phone-in. There's not a lot to talk about with regards to Arsenal because of the World Cup has been on. Uh, it's been... How long is it? Trevor, it's been a month, has it? I don't know. How long has it been? Oh, it was I've the 12th. Two weeks it's, 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 today, it's, we? it's two weeks it's today. A month, it's a month today since our last game um, uh, in, in the, in, that we played at... Uh, who was our last game? Jesus it was our last game. Why don't you tell me you was going to ask me this before we started? I don't, I don't know. It just, it just, it just came out. But I, listen, we're, we're we're still top of the league. We're still top of the league. Didn't we play so. Wolves? Our last game. Our last game was Wolves away, wasn't it? Was it? It was a seven forty-five kickoff uh, at Molyneux, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to go there um, on that evening. Um, oh, but yeah. on on. On this day, how, how long ago was it? It's got to be 150 years, at least 150 years ago, since um, uh, you attended your first game of football. Um, it was Wolves as well, funny enough. How ironic is that? So it was on the 12th of December, um, 1970, uh, you went and saw the Wolves game. Trev, talk, talk to us before we get people on. on I can see we got Sarah uh, in the cheap seats uh, in, in the green room and, and anybody else who wants to join us. Uh, you just go to the website, gunsandyellowribbons.com slash show. Um, you need to enable your camera and your microphone. Otherwise, we can't see you or hear you. But um, we'll go from there. Um, Trev, you must have been, what, 24, 25? Yeah, I was 27, actually. Yeah. In <laughs> You're an idiot, you are. I, I, wish I, could re- I wish I could say I could remember every minute of the day, Fergus, but I can't. What I can remember is the, the the wonderful stadium that I went into for the first time, and I can remember my uncle being so proud to take me to my first game. And it, and and uh, in them days, you know, it was it was just just amazing. He didn't. I think my dad said you, my uncle could take me, but I weren't allowed to go on the terraces. So we went in the old lower tier West Stand. It used to be unreserved seats in them days. Just used to turn up and. Uh, pay on the door and get your ticket like you know and go and you could choose any seat you wanted unreserved seats so um yeah and uh, we won as well great season to start watching the arsenal you know the first double season and uh never looked back since mate never looked back since and uh here we look at the the, the, the uh, what was in the first division second division back then like the the pools checker and some of the stuff um we done the history podcasts uh what was it two summers ago uh with Andy and Mark and um on Twitter you were talking about going to this game and there were people were talking about you know where were we in the league at the time this was the league table and where where were we in the league we're second in the league um, but it was an earlier kickoff than normal. It normally should be a three o'clock kickoff, and it was a two thirty kickoff. Yeah. First, going back to that league table, Fergus. Leeds United were the team in the moment. They were the Liverpool of them few years. They were they were almost unbeatable. They were they they played to the game that was allowed in them days. They were dirty, dirty Leeds. That's where it started, dirty Leeds. And they really were. They had some hackers and kickers. And, and blokes that played the game right on the edge. But obviously, you could do it then, you know. You could kick people up in the air and get a finger wag off the referee, and that was the end of it. So, um, yeah, they were a great team, and we we were a superb side to just pip them to it that season. Yeah. So one, of the other, question, one of the other know? things that came up on that on that thread, which was really interesting, was the, again, I, I've never witnessed it, but, you know, now we've got mobile phones and you've got uh, texts and Twitter and everything else. But it was the halftime scoreboard. And uh, explain explain about this then, Trev. Yeah, the, the, in, in, it used to have them in a lot of grounds. You know, you used to have letters. At the, at the Arsenal, it was uh, it went round the corner from the clock end round towards the West Stand. And, it, and the North Bank, it went from the North Bank round towards the, uh, round the corner to the East Stand. And, and there was... They, were, they had all letters up, and in the programme like that, letter A would be Manchester City and Arsenal, um, and or yeah, and then they'd slip the um, 
had slipped the scores in, the half-time scores, the full-time scores in the relevant letter to let you know who's winning. That must be, that. that's taken from a reserve team pro club. That's taken from a reserve programme, I reckon that, Fergus. Mm, yeah, it's it. Arsenal. Oh, that's next match is Arsenal Burnley. Uh, no, it's, it's 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 the game. It's the game you went to the Arsenal Wolves game. Is it? Oh, right. Yeah. Well, no. Why has it got Man City v Arsenal at the top then? No, a, that's a, Man City were A, Burnley were B. No, isn't it? Man City v Arsenal was yeah, A. No, okay. that that looks like it's taken. For, are you sure it's? Yeah, you see, look the next. I, 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 I took it off your feed. Sorry, mate, but I was just—it was just—it was just oh, interesting right. to to talk about more than anything else. But yeah, obviously, that's the reserve the team team program, mate. Because the reserve games, don't forget, we they they just used to have one or two page programs from my recollection, but you still had the the score sheets in, so you could see what the score was. It was, uh, mm. it was a great time to be a football fan. And as for the early kickoff, yeah, I, do you know what? I wasn't quite sure about it. And I asked Andy Kelly, our great friend and historian, some considerable time ago why it kicked off early. And it was to do with industrial action being taken by people in the uh, electricity and power sector. And they, they weren't allowed to use the floodlights. So the games kicked off earlier too, so we didn't have to use them, you know. But I imagine with it being this time of year, Kicking off, you know, half hour earlier, the game would have ended at about ten past four. It would have still been getting pretty dark, wouldn't it? It would have been starting to, but they had, would have to turn the t- uh, floodlights on if there were any later, especially if it was three o'clock kickoff by four, yeah. half four. It, yeah. It's pitch black. Listen, uh, I know you're exhausted. I know you've been in training. You know, it's a busy time of the year for you coming up, isn't it? Oh, oh, <laughs> the beard's getting... <laughs> so what are you doing on the 25th, mate? <laughs> I'm very busy. I can't tell you about it. It's top secret. Top secret. Top I mean, secret, I'll yeah. give you a clue. I'm eating loads of mince pies there. Yeah, if you haven't already. If you haven't already. Yeah, right, yeah. Listen, we're, we're going to try and bring on... No, um, Sarah, uh, who's in the green room, we can't get you. You're going to have to come out and refresh and allow yeah. access to it. Uh, it's just, I'm going to yeah. kick you out from there. Sarah, and, go and out then... and refresh your, your feeds because, oh, sorry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so, listen, people, if we'd love, we've got John Malone in the chat, we've got Ruth, we've got Arnie in Finland, we've got Puds, we've got Irish Mick, uh, we've got lots of people in the chat, Russell Hogg, uh, we've got um, our, our Bex Gunner 81 over in the States, uh, you know, and Kai. Um, click on the link, people, and let's join, let's have a chat. Yeah. I've got a list of questions here that I, I, I want to ask you people, including stuff about Granite Shaka, including stuff about the World Cup. Uh, about Arsenal players and Arsenal flavoured World Cup. Um, so, yeah, do join us. Otherwise, this is going to be a bloody short podcast. Um, and, John, you know we know you hate Christmas. I know that John Malone would say something like that. He's only, I bet he's only pretending. I bet he loves it, really, old John. I bet he does. He'll be out in the sunshine now. I bet he's Spain with his feet up. Having a sandwich or whatever, yeah. Yeah, he will indeed. He will indeed. Um, so this weekend, um, you're going to get to the Emirates for the first time um, this season. Uh, first, we're, we're going club. First time this season. Um, I'm, I'm able, I'll be able to go up in club level and sit down. I'm so excited about it, mate. So excited about seeing you and the other lads. We're going to have a couple of beers and we're going to watch the Arsenal. A bit, I was looking at the ticket page today, Fergus, and there ain't going to be many there unless they sell a load of tickets last minute. There ain't going to be many there at all, but I don't really care. Looking forward to getting there and uh, chewing the cud with a few of my good Arsenal friends and uh, enjoying it. Yeah, corporate Trev. Uh, strangely enough, Terry, are you pressing that button as well, Fergus? You keep your hands off my button. Uh, yes, Terry, oh, and strangely you. enough, you'll be joining us. We're allowing you to join us this weekend, Terry. Looking forward to it. If any of you are in the club club area, um, uh, we're going to get in very early. As soon as the as soon as the stadium opens, uh, we're around block fifty. I know I've got some friends who are around the other side, the other corner. Um, let's see if Sarah can join us this time. I don't know, but we're we're going to be in in the other corner. But you can always walk around. Uh, we're going to have a few beers. We're getting what time are we getting in there, Trev? It opens about three hours beforehand, doesn't it? About half oh, two. Half, I, think. I don't know, but we'll get in there soon after it's open and. Uh... Grab ourselves a sofa, eh? and we've uh, it's been a long time. We need to catch up, a few of us. So it'll be nice, Fergus. It'll be nice. And 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 depending on what the signal's like, I might even bring the old phone. See if we can do a bit of a, a live podcast from club section. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Yeah, not me. 
<laughs> Sarah, I'm, I'm really struggling. I can see you back in again. I don't know what you're doing. Um, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, but you, it says device is not connected on here. So I think you need to allow... When, it, when, when you join the link, it says allow camera and allow um, microphone to connect. If you don't do that, we can't um, let you join in. I don't know if you can hear us, but I hope you can. Uh, do do join us in. Ruth is doing club at the at the weekend as well. So, um, Ruth, do pop around and see old man Trev before he goes out in his sleigh. And, um, and, and he might even buy beer. It, it's unlikely. It's very, very unlikely, but he might buy a beer. It'll be good to see Ruth, actually. She's up in club level. It'll be lovely to see you Saturday, Ruth. Um, wait till half time, I'll get you a beer because they're free then. But no, actually, <laughs> no. You, you got to the wrong stadium, you know. I think you should go to the one where you're born closer to. Don't, you, don't even go there because <laughs> now you'll be gone. <laughs> oh, hey, listen. No, we're all right. We're sorted. Hey, Ruth, Ruth, we Ruth, love you. Ruth, Ruth's oh, doing well with the old pictures. Ruth, Ruth Beckart, everybody. She needs to be able to buy that beer. So you need to go and buy buy some of this stuff. Look, I've got Ruth, it in the back. Hey. Ruth, Ruth, I love you. Forget about him. <laughs> <laughs> so buy, buy some of this. This is Ruth Beckart. Yeah. And then she can buy me a beer. If you want to buy um uh Dell stuff, uh you can be buying me champagne if you can buy if you can buy Dell stuff. <laughs> Um, listen, uh, we've got nobody in there yet. Terry, you, you sit in the car chatting to us all the time. Jump on, click listen, on the link. We, we've got to, Fergus, we've got to move on now. We've got to talk a bit about the World Cup, mate, because yes, although I found it less than interesting, I, I did end up watching some of it at the end, and uh, I, I, I didn't agree with it taking place in us in the middle of our season. We, I think it might have ruined our season a bit for us, but we can talk about that in a bit. But, it, but it, I did start watching a bit of it towards the end, Ferg. And uh, we've got to talk about our boy, haven't we? Because I thought he was good. Just looked, he just looked the best player in the squad. He looked the best player on the pitch against France. And uh, our Southgate come to the conclusion that he needed to be took off. I do not know because any any chances we were getting were coming through our boy, weren't they? Mm, no, I have to agree. And, and best player on the pitch at. at... At times, yes, definitely the, the best player on the pitch. I think equally matched by uh, Phil Foden. I thought Foden was outstanding as well, and Bellingham. The three young lions, they were they were outstanding. Look, I'm an Irishman. I support Ireland. We, I had no skin in the race. I've been, I have been watching the World Cup a lot of it because I work at home a lot. Uh, so yeah. I was, I was fortunate enough to see a lot no. of the games. And there's been some right upsets. Uh, and I, I did say at the beginning of the tournament that I thought. Um, England would probably get to the quarterfinals and no further. I didn't realise that it could be France they met. Um, I watched the France game and the, it was about that. It was about as thick as that, the difference between the two teams, honestly. Um, uh, and, 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 and I think on the night, probably England played slightly better, but we're just unlucky. Uh, the referee was pretty poor. But um, Saka, outstanding. Outstanding. The guy looks like he's already put on about two pound in muscle as well. He just got bigger. And I, I, I sat there watching the France game and I turned around to the wife. She was watching it with me. And, um, well, she wasn't. She was in the same room as me and she didn't have a choice at that moment in time. But um, I said, I am so glad that we've got Saka as our player. He was just unreal. Could you imagine if we could get Bellingham as well then, Trev? Could you imagine? Yeah, well, I, I don't think we would get Bellingham. It's, I just think that... If tongue in cheek, look right, tongue in cheek before anybody bites me head off. I think that if our young lions that you've all just mentioned, Fergus, who were looking lively and willing to run for the cause, and if they'd have had a decent striker to feed the ball to, we might have even come out a bit better, you know. You know, look at France had Giroud up front, willing to put his neck on the line, in the box all the time, not dropping deep, getting in the box, trying to get on the end of things. Um, then it could have been a different proposition completely, but... I, I I don't really care about the rest of them. I was just so you know me. I've got a soft spot for Saka. I'm not going to bore you with the story of why because you know that Fergus. But I've got such a soft spot for that boy, and I just thought he was immense. I, I just so proud of him. So proud that he plays for our great club. That that lad. So so the the guy there's a there was a clip I put it up on a fans forum and 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 the guy uh, it just comes across as humble very well brought up and everything else outstanding but if i was to ask you arsenal players 
aside from Saka, aside from England players, like because you had Jesus Martinelli, there's several other players um, out at the World Cup. Who else did you see that impressed you and why? In the World Cup, mm. I thought um, an ex-Arsenal player that impressed me greatly, and I'm not saying just because he scored the goal, is Giroud, because I thought that... Uh, I just thought that at that age he just shines. He just, he just his presence, big presence, you know, fantastic. I think that uh, I thought that Matt Turner showed once again that he's a decent goalkeeper, and that uh, <laughs> you've done that well, on purpose. <laughs> well developed into a, a, a star. Um, whether he'll stay at the Arsenal because I know that um, our, our great man Rams Ramsdale has got intentions of staying for many many years. But uh, I think there's a I think there's a great goalkeeper in Matt Turner. Oh, I don't know what you think about him. What do you think about him, Ferg? Uh, I'm 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 a bit fifty fifty on 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 Matt. Uh, I know Beck's got a ready one over in the states. He he's gonna love him. Like you know he he's done done really well. Uh, he played well for the USA. I I I do have to Terry. You're right. I, he he did play well for the USA. I haven't seen enough of him playing for Arsenal. A couple of times I have seen him playing for Arsenal. Uh, one was in St. Gallen. Well, I couldn't see the net. Uh, and the other time, uh, I think was in um, uh, was in PSV. But I had landed on my um, backside and done my wrist in. So I wasn't really watching the game hugely. Um, so my, my opinion had, about Terry. That one you had to go to hospital nearly until I said, "Man up, be a man." I didn't mean? have to go to hospital. Somebody else thought I might have to go to hospital, but I didn't have to go to hospital. I was all you right. Know what? Sorry, Ferg, I'll cut you off then, but sticking on the subject of players at the World Cup, once Jesus got injured, right, um, and trust me, that could that could be massive for our club, right, because Jesus's energy levels that he's shown for us in the first half, first bit of the season – have been unequaled by anybody. So that scares me greatly. But once, going back to the World Cup, once Jesus got injured, I was just hoping that every Arsenal player would get knocked out. I was I was over the moon when Brazil went, because that means we keep Martinelli. You know, mm. Switzerland, Switzerland went, and, and whether you like him or whether you don't, we, we now got out, who has been our talisman this season. We've got him back, Xhaka, we've got him back fit, you know. So, yeah, I was just, when I saw an Arsenal player playing, I just, when party went out with... Is it well? Who is it? Ghana, isn't it? Is Ghana. It, yeah. yeah we went Ghana. Ghana. I celebrated. I just want. I'm an Arsenal fan. I don't care about the World Cup. I want us to win the league. I want us to put in the league challenge. So we're celebrating every one of them that lost the game. Come on, come back to us in one piece. You know, we've lost. Is, we didn't want to lose anymore. Is there any players that you saw playing? Um, Realistically, let's let, let's add the caveat. Well, actually, let's remove the realistically, and then you can add a realistic in as well. Is there any players that you saw playing that you would like to see playing in the red and white of Arsenal at the Emirates? Well, as I said, I've not taken a lot of notice of the rest of it. I've not taken a lot of notice of the rest of it. Um, so obviously, Bellingham has, has shown much the same as Xhaka. Only I'd say that Xhaka is a year or two ahead of uh, not Xhaka, Saka, Saka. Bellingham, of course, Heath, Heath put Bellingham there, and he's, he's exactly right. I think we'd all love to see Bellingham in in the Arsenal team. I don't think we'd get him, but God, what a signing that would be, eh? And then, no, not really, mate. We, we're very good at the moment, the Arsenal. We're very good, you know. I, I wouldn't want Messi. Um, I wouldn't want Ronaldo. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want Neymar because if Neymar come to the Arsenal, we'd all end up hating him with his antics, you know. So, um, no, I'm, I'm quite all right as we are, mate. Just get them all back fit, sign a couple in January and hopefully, hopefully this stupid World Cup won't have ruined our, our charge for the title, mate. So, if uh, you mentioned Giroud earlier, he's top goal scorer for France now, uh, outstripping Henri. Okay, he's going to get outstripped by Mbappe in time. Not too much time, I wouldn't have thought. What were your thoughts of him, his time at Arsenal? And maybe did we let him go too soon? And people, if you want to join in, just click on the link, gunsandyellowribbon.com, join the show, uh, and that will um, put you in, in into the green room and we'll bring you on and you can have a chat with us. But uh, Trev, what, what's your thoughts on that? Well, it's funny with Giroud, isn't it? Because I read in the press this week that the Arsenal fans, you know, used to get on Giroud's back and moan about him. Well, I can't remember that happening. Maybe it did and I never saw it, but I always felt a bit sorry for Giroud. I thought he was vengered a bit, you know. Um, 
although Giroud's only got good things to say about Wenger, you know, I, I, it was a great loss to our club. And and someone like that now, someone like that now, if we had someone like that in the club, the different perspective we could put on our game if we needed to, you know, we could put one substitute on and completely play a different way and completely maybe bamboozle opposition at times. So, um, I don't know. I don't know about Giroud, but I, I'll like, tell you like what, he... if you said to me, you, we can sign Giroud tomorrow till the end of the season, well, I'd take him like a, in a blink of an eye. I'd say, yes, please. Have him back here. I, I... I think in our current predicament with um, Jesus out for three months, it'd be he'd be perfect. But even even if Jesus wasn't out, he's an option to bring off the bench. And um, you mentioned there a minute ago about like you know Arsenal uh, fans. You didn't say ridicule, but you said a word similar to um, "are you got a hard time at Arsenal." I don't think he did. I, I think his on his ungainly way of running and stuff like that. We used to have a bit of a laugh, like he runs like a chicken, but you always knew that he was, he was there. His work rate was never, was never in doubt. I think the only thing, the only little bit that sticks in people's throats, um, well, mine especially, is he celebrated and uh, with the cup on the Europa League, you were, you were coming back from Baku at the time and he was giving it large uh, with the Chelsea squad, a little bit of decorum respect. And I just thought he, he, he didn't have that, Trev. I, 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 yeah, I agree, but I'm not going to hold that against him. I'm not going to hold nope. that against him. See, the boys are over and over again make a really good point there that Arteta won't play a different way, so we won't sign a Giroud-type striker. Well, do you know what? Although I'd like us to sign a Giroud-type striker, I can't argue with Arteta doing it the way he does. So if Arteta wants to continue in the in the manner he is now, or, or any of us to argue against it, you know, it took us from you know, mediocre struggling to get into Europe to a team that's top of the league by five points at the moment. So, yeah, we're we're talking here, and I'd love to see a Giroud type. But if 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 Arteta don't want one, then Arteta don't want one. He won't get any stick from me for that either. Um, another item. Just finished on the World Cup, but then we'll go a little bit more Arsenal weight, and and we can run through some of these questions with people as they come, uh, if they join us. But you know, is a phone in. You can phone in. <laughs> it's not working very well so far, Trev, is it? Um, well, but um, you, Fergus. If you, I think it's going to want to see me. You reckon it's just you? So if we do this, are you going to phone right. the show now? Yeah. Right. Okay. Oggy. Oggy. Now you've got to get on your computer and join us now, son. Oggy, I'm relying <laughs> on you or anyone else. Not but Fergus his place here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, refereeing standards. We talked about VAR. We talked about um, we 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 talked about the way like VAR has been used in the Premier League. The uh, opportunity to compromise the game, I think, is the phrase that we've used uh, several times. Um, VAR has been used a little bit controversially again in this uh, tournament. Um, and if you look at like. The, the standards of referees in the France-England game, the Netherlands-Argentina game, 15 yellow cards. How the hell? It's not Hackney Wick. 15 yellow cards. Yeah, oh, oh, them, them Argentinians don't like losing, though, do they, and the Brazilians. But, Ferg, earlier in the tournament, some of the VAR decisions I found as baffling as I do in the Premier League every week. I can't remember what game it was, but that one where that poor lad was falling over and he just put his hand out to break his fall and the ball is his, is his hand and the penalty was given was was like, I was gobsmacked. But I'll tell you what, let, let's see if we can, if, if let's see what people have got to say about this because everyone's getting on about a referee in the England-France game, right? Well, to be honest, I thought he was the same for both sides. You know, I, I, I didn't think, I didn't think he had a stinker and I'm the world's biggest Moaner about referees and VAR, but I didn't think he was that bad. I thought it was an odd game. I, no, I, I think I think he was poor, but as you said, he was poor for both sides. He, he wasn't he wasn't favouring it one way or the other. But I think the standard refereeing has been very hit and miss um, throughout it. The one thing I have liked um, is where they've stopped the um, stopped the clock. Not physically stop the clock, but uh, the fourth official stopped the clock, and they're actually playing proper um, extra in injury time. So there's like five and ten minutes in each game. As much as it seems excessive, it doesn't half cut out some of the shenanigans, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it does. Yeah, you play. They're playing that. They're playing the time correctly as it should be played. And I've got. I'm not, no complaints about that whatsoever, mate. You know, teams can't time waste because it's just going to get added on again. You know, so mm. I, I'm all for that, mate. Absolutely mm. all for that. Good to see Charm in the uh, Charm. Sorry, in the in in the chat. Uh, he's on Lower North Bank on on Instagram. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you. Um, won't see. We're in club on on Saturday, but we'll see you on Boxing Day. I'm sure, Charm. Uh, but in the meantime, by all means, click on that link, gunsandyellowribbons.com, and click join the show or gunsandyellowribbons.com/show. We'll get you on here and and join in. We have got somebody who's joining in. He's taken the threat. It's uh, Gunnar Russ. Uh, he's he's here with us now. Huggy, how are you doing, mate? Gunnar. Hello there. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> I heard your call, your plight, your plea for my attendance, Trev. So I thought I'd give you a. What was it like? That awful, annoying in. Domino's advert. Was that what it sounded like? <laughs> <laughs> Russ, I need to ask you a question, right? And I was just about to ask Fergus it, but you can go first, mate. I'm, you know, I'm. I'm on a bit of edge. I am. I'm so nervous at the moment. I'm worried, and I don't know what way it's going to go. 26th of December, the league starts again. Are we yeah. going to pick up where we left off or are we going to fall back a bit, Russ? What do you reckon, mate? Uh, well, I, th I think yeah, I think we will. Um, but what, one thing that uh, eases, eases my concern is the fact that every, every other team is going to be in the same boat. Um, they've all had a break. They've all had players away, the majority of them. Uh, even West Ham, I think, have had quite a few players away doing bits. So, yeah, I think we're all in the same boat. It's going to be a strange one. We've never had this sort of big mid-winter break before, have we? So, yeah, no, we I think we, that... We did, we did do uh, our toy with this, like, February sort of time, or uh, an alternate week, half the league play, half the league don't. So it's like a, win it's like a winter break. And a lot of teams went to either like, Dubai or some warm weather training. Yeah. Is the World Cup not just like warm weather tra training on on steroids? Then, Russ, Gunnar, Russ. Yeah, Russell. yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a fair point, really. Um, and for some, it's been a complete break. Uh, it's, it's just a shame that some some of the people who really needed a big break, like Saka, didn't get one. He played quite a lot of minutes. And uh, yeah. I, I, I agreed with uh, Trevor with uh, Saka at the World Cup. By the way, I think. That was a dreadful decision Southgate might take him off. Good for us because it saves him. But for England's point of view, it completely handed the initiative over to them because they were getting absolutely rinsed by him. It was pushing their fullback, uh, Hernandez, back. And he wasn't influencing the game at all going forward. As soon as he came off, he was up the other end of the pitch, supplied a ball for the cross, and that was the end of that. That was 2-1. Um, so, so, Russ, the biggest positive... Uh, from an Arsenal point of view, from the World Cup, clearly Saka, uh, because it, it, yeah. England and the Arsenal influence. But aside from that, it, it, who would you say the biggest positive and, and win uh, for us? Uh, Martin Ely. Martin Ely getting a few minutes. He looked decent, didn't he? Um, he did. He, did, he, looked really, he didn't look out of place at all in that Brazilian team uh, when he came on. I, think, I thought that's a, that's a big plus. Uh, just try to think who else really, really impressed me that played. Can't really think but, of anyone else really. Saka was outstanding. He was just stood out like a like a diamond, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, we, we, well, yeah. There, there's there's other players that went and didn't play. You Aaron Ramsdale that went and didn't play. You Ben White obviously had yeah. to leave the tournament early, uh, and there's a whole lot of speculation on and off various different things, and most of it all absolute BS. Um, nobody knows, and he's clearly back with the club now and and, and training in Dubai. Um, if 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 we look uh, more domestically, and then, and then if we look back at uh, coming back into the league, um, you know Heath has but no big injuries, but there were. We've lost Jesus for uh, for um, for up to three months, and nobody knows. There's talk of uh, three weeks, and there's talk of three months. Ross, what's your thought on on the Jesus injury? Well, when I watched the uh, the little the little incident when he went in for that fifty fifty ball with the goalkeeper, as soon as he did that, I, I went like that. As soon as he went mm. in for that, I went, "What are you doing?" And 
that that was I think that was the moment when he when he did it and um, yes, just so unnecessary. Uh, trying too hard, probably trying to uh, force his way into the team and uh, a killer because people were moaning about his uh, lack of goals uh, on some in some areas of our fan base. Not me because I just think that the 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 drive he gives, the extra man in midfield he gives, the pressing is just extraordinary. It's it's something to behold. It's something we haven't had for many years. And it allows us to play the game we want to play. And uh, that's the thing that worries me with Eddie is I don't think he, he does work hard, Eddie, but he doesn't show the same amount of athleticism that, that Gabriel Jesus does. So mm. that's, a, that's, a, that's a big miss from me. Um, hopefully we can get around it. We can organise ourselves to, um, to be as effective so without him. So, Trev, um, and, and I'll come to Ross then afterwards, but Trev, uh, January window opens up. Um, you know, Jesus, we, I think we, well, I think we all agreed that we could have done with another option as a striker uh, anyhow, in the sense of like a, being a Giroud or a big man or a number nine sort of thing to, to give us a, a, another option. But where do you see us needing to strengthen the most importantly uh, now, Trevor, now that Jesus is out? Well, we've been saying it all season and nothing's changed, Fergus. We, I'd love to see another striker and I'd love to see another defensive midfielder. I think we've got loads of creativity, loads of creativity. Um, and with, with Smith-Rowe coming back, we've got more creativity. That sort yeah. of alleviates the striker problem a little bit because Smith-Rowe isn't an out-and-out striker, but he's He's the, the best part of Smith-Rowe's game is he finds a yard in the penalty box. You watch a lot of the goals that Smith-Rowe has scored. He's got this knack of finding a yard in a crowded penalty area and getting a shot away. So, But no, for me, he's still a defensive midfielder. I still worry that if we lose Carty or Xhaka, then what comes in drops us down a level. Um, and I'm going to be a bit different here with, with Eddie. I, I know what Eddie has shown us. I know what he can give us. But I can't, I can't not want that. That I, I need that lad to come into the side and score goals for. I, I just want him to. I just want him to do it because I, I love him. I think he's a great lad. His effort levels are great. I just want him to come into the side and score a couple of goals and prove every single one of us wrong in what we've been saying. You know, um, which he did do, did he, Trevor? He did do that towards the back end of last season. He scored seven goals in nine games, was it? Towards he the did. back end. Yeah. Indeed. Um, yeah. I think he's one of those players, isn't he, that needs a run in the side. And once he gets a you, run, he gets his confidence. Do you think it was that, or do you think he was playing because he was in the shop window because his contract was up? Um, possibly. Possibly. We don't really know. I think that's a difficult question, that, because we don't, we don't know, do we? Um, no. Uh, it, it's You can look at this two ways. He was in the shop window, or... We needed to get him signed up so we didn't lose out financially if we sold him. So yep. there's that, that way of looking at it as well. So if all of a sudden we get 30 million quid for him from someone, like a, like a, a team at the bottom of the table who needs a few goals after January, then it's a masterstroke, isn't it? Because we haven't invested loads of money in him. Well, it's, 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 what is it, 100,000 a week at the moment. Um, but if you get rid of him and we get somebody else in, then that's a good investment and frees up cash and wages for another player. So, but Ross, uh, can, 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 in in the current predicament with Jesus again being injured, and I know I keep on mentioning Jesus all the time, but can we afford to sell Eddie right now? The, I know we've got Martinelli. Without replacing him, no, no, no. I'm, I'm only talking about if we if we replace. I'm not talking about just get freeing up money and wages just for the sake of freeing up money and wages. I mean if we. If we if we were to go and get the player we tried to get last year, Flavic, or if we go mm. the, the much rumoured Felix, uh, the Atletico player, if we go and invest the money into those, which are very very good players, uh, then, then then that's a no brainer because it's an improvement. And I've always been consistent. I've always said that I don't care about individual players. The team is the star. The club is the star. And if, if it means someone has to be sacrificed for the greater good, then they get they have to be shunted out and we get better in. I've always said that. Small percentages in football make massive differences, as we all know. 
You see, Russ, we've had a couple of comments. I've put them up on the screen from Stan and from Gunner81. And it's something we do forget. Eddie isn't a, a, a kid player anymore. Eddie isn't an emerging talent. Eddie's 24, coming on 25. And they're right in what they say. If he's not good enough now, he's unlikely to ever be good enough, is he, for us top, top level, you know? So, but we can't, we can't, we can't sell him or, or, or do anything <coughs> with him until, um, some players are like developers, though, aren't they, Trevor? Look at Ian Wright. He didn't start playing in the in the in the big time football game until he was about twenty six, and look what he went on to become. So, you know, some players do do develop a little bit later, and he could go somewhere else and do very very well, or he could stay here and do very very well, or he could be average, and we'll have to shunt him out. It's a ruthless game. It's a ruthless game. So we just have to make the right decision and hope it's the right one. Hope it's the right yeah. one, rather. Yeah. Mm. Um, we've also got and Andy. Andy, you put yourself down as Andrew. I've always called you Andy. Um, Sorry, uh, <laughs> Andrew and uh, young man Theo. Theo is um, a North Bank vocalist. He comes down and joins myself and um, Dan O'Cap. Top man. Uh, Cap, or, Cap or Dan. Sorry, Dan O'Cap. Um, and, and Ross. And he's giving it, giving it large for all the songs, aren't you, Theo? Driving your mum mad as well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, mate? You're right. Singing round, um, singing the Saliba song, and in the end, all you heard was Theo, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So, Theo, um, I'll ask you first. um, New signings. uh, Who would you like? What do you want for Christmas then on the Arsenal squad? (laughs) I don't know, to be honest. Who would you like? I don't know. That's a tricky one. That is hard. Um, well, okay. Let, let me let me re- redo mm. the question a different way. Then, who so far this season? You've been to quite a few games, and you've been watching all the games on telly. Who's the player that's impressed you the most? And I'll ask your dad the same thing. Mm. You can't say don't know to that one. I'm stuck between two players. Well, t- talk to me about them. I think Jesus a little bit because he's stood out a bit uh, at the start of the season, scoring all the goals, and then. Odegaard a bit with his just link-up plays and all that. Do you think Odegaard's underrated by some of the Arsenal fans then? Sometimes, yeah. Why? Just people, like, whenever he's had a bad game or whenever we lose and, like, work rate and all that, yeah. yeah. I think last time we went, yeah. you were saying about how well, how well he works and stuff and how hard he works in the, in the, uh, yeah. in the centre of midfield and links everything up. But I think he's that, he's that player that just kind of you know, he's, he comes off, doesn't he? And he, you can notice the difference when he comes off or comes on. I think, what European game was it where he came on with sort of 15, 15 minutes to go and he just changed the game? Yeah, I think that was, was that PSV at home? Mm, I think, I think it, it might it well have been PSV at home. Um, and, and yeah, we were quite, we were quite stagnant in the midfield. Not, no creativity, he came on and all of a sudden mm. everything just lit up. Uh, yeah. uh, um, Ross, uh, what player has impressed you the most uh, this season then? Well, I was a bit, I was a bit um, concerned about Odegaard because, yeah, his work rate's great, um, he's good on the ball, but there wasn't much end product with him, and that suddenly started to change over the past few games. You saw that double that he got against Wolves, uh, took those two goals brilliantly, and uh, he started to get into the box now. He's starting to take chances and and getting into the box late, which is what we've been missing for quite a few years. So. Yeah, Odegaard does get unfair criticisms. Some of it was was justified at the beginning of his career, but now I think you're starting to see the player. It's taking him a bit of time to settle in, like it does a lot of players into this league when they've not been used to the ferocity and the pace of it, because it is a it is a ferocious pace. It's it's played at, and he, mm. he looks the real deal to me now, Odegaard. He really does. Mm. And, and obviously, Xhaka playing up on the left hand side, pushed up further up the pitch. I don't think he was as good for uh, Switzerland, was he? This tournament, I don't think he quite. I don't think Switzerland sure. were all that. They, they weren't as good as no, they had no. been in, in previous tournaments. He, he did look quite a tidy player for them, but no, no. But those are the two players that have really come on leaps and bounds. Slight change of, pos, of uh, position, slight position change for of Shaka, tactic. Yeah, uh, yeah. And obviously, having the, the the solid foundation at the back means that players like Odegaard can get into the box late and not worry about what's behind them that was happening before. So, yeah, Saliba's no, been a, a, fantastic, a fantastic addition to the team. 
And and we have been we've been spoilt for choice with uh, the likes of Saliba, Odegaard, Jesus, and Jenko. There's, there's been loads loads of players uh, that have come and added some strength and depth to the squad. Um, Andy, um, yeah. which player do you think in the squad needs to improve the most? Oh, mate, you throw me there. I thought you were going to ask me which player I thought had been brought the best to the squad then. I had that all teed up. Um, I, I've got all the crap questions lined up yeah, here. Yeah, well, <laughs> Who needs to improve the most? Um, do you know what? I'm, I'm still going to stay because I I, I've, I've always won player that I've always willed and thought, do you know what? He can play, do better than we, he does. I would love to see Cedric Suarez do something more. You know, I think he's, he brings a bit to the team and then all of a sudden he gets the opportunity and never takes it. And, you know, I think he's probably going to be potentially out the door in January for somebody else to come in. But I'd love to see Ced- I'd love to see him do something more, Cedric. I just, every time I've, I just feel a bit disappointed with the lad and it's a bit of a shame, really. Trev, if you were, ask- if you were asking me that question, I would also be talking about um, a full-back. And I'd probably be saying Kieran Tierney. Which, Ooh, which, which player would you say? <laughs> which, which player would you say needs to improve more? I think you're picking on Tierney there. I think Tierney's just had a big injury and someone's coming and started playing well. I'm just looking through the, the, the team from when we played Chelsea, right? Ramsdale, Zinchenko, Gabriel, Saliba, White, Xhaka, Party, Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli and Jesus, right? And for, for the first time in many years of me supporting the Arsenal, none of those names worries me. Not no. one of those names. Not, I don't think I want to get a bad game out of any of them. None of them's going to turn off and sulk on the touchline for half an hour like previous big names have. They're all players. They all play for the cause. And you've only got to look. I, 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 it'd be interesting to see what Andy and Phil and Russ think, right? You've only got to look at the reaction of the players. Firstly, after we score a goal, right? Secondly, after we win a game. And thirdly, when you see behind-the-scenes video of them. They're all together. They're all playing for the badge that we wrong side that we wear so proudly, you know. And it's wonderful. We've not had it for years. And it's just a, it's great to watch the Arsenal. All those players, not a weak link above among them. And look what we've got to come in as well. You know, I, I hate the way people sometimes get on holdings back because I can't remember holding ever letting us down, you know. We've got Tierney ready to come in. You know, did we once. really are we really are a good squad. I'm still Hold, holding, holding has let us down in the Northland derby, uh, but we didn't hang around much long to see, to see it. Um, he, had a, he had a bad day at the office that day. Um, holding, holding, to be fair to him, though, is a consummate professional, isn't he? He, does, he is. He, he never moans. He, he gives it 110%. And uh, you can't ever fault that he is a pr- true professional. All right, he might not be quite good enough for what we want in the long term, but he's a good squad, squad player, the same as... Andrew said about Suarez, he's a good squad player, but he'll never be anything more than that. And plus, he's the wrong side of 30, I believe now. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I think that's the problem with Cedric. He's, he's, he's a decent player, but he'll never be as good as we need him to be for, as, a, as a first choice. He found his level, didn't he, in the UEFA Cup? I think he played, he's played well in yeah. he's started all three games, hasn't he? And he's done, you know, he's yeah. done really well in all three games, but I, I, I think I'd be nervous putting him into the big game situations against the Chelsea and the Man United. So, yeah, just and that's the thing, Andrew, isn't it? It's the consistency. When you've yeah. got players like Saka and Martinelli and Jesus and Saliba and Zinchenko, you know what you're going to get week in, week out. You know you're going to get eight, 8.5 performances mm-hmm. 95% of the time. It's the worry of things when you're getting sixes and fives out of players, which you tend to get out of out of, um, of Cedric Suarez and, uh, and and holding sometimes. Because let's be fair, the way we want to play there, we want to play more expansive. So you've got to have more technical ability, you've got to have speed, got to have guile and everything, and and that's very very difficult for someone who's in and out of a team. Uh, that's what I'm saying about Eddie. He needs to have that run in the side so he gets some consistency because he's a five or six out of ten player nine times out of ten yeah. and uh that, that that is a that is a bit of a problem yeah, Russ, Russ, you, you do you do need players who are a seven out of ten week in week out you just need the the, the journeyman and everything else and if eddie yeah. as you say gets yeah, yeah. some consistency and everything else and he gives a six and a half seven out of ten that's well, great that's the point um, i made the Fergus, yeah. was the fact that the players that we brought in saliba zinchenko jesus they're giving us eight 
And that's that's what Manchester City get every week. They're getting eight out of all their players. Mm. So that's what we've got to aspire to. We've got to aspire. The squad's got to be strengthened. Even if it means turf, turfing out people we love to get that eight out of ten out of every single player on the pitch. And Ross, I'm, I'm just going to chuck in it, chuck in a little grenade to you because, um, and 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 keep it to a couple of sentences because I know you could probably go on for about sixteen hours on this topic. Oh, I'm so sure much. I've got a bit of Irish in me, you know, because I can talk for, for Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, the Cronkies, are they putting the, the money where the mouth is? Will they do it this January? From? Where have you got that from? Uh listen, the progress we've made. You cannot deny it. I can see what the process is now. Now we've got those extra players in that didn't cost us fortunes. So I can I can see progress. I can't forget the European Super League. I'm sorry, I just can't forget that. No. Um, I remember I remember my man sitting above me in the box above me, virtually in tears that day because he hated to see what was happening to the club. And uh, and it was an upsetting day. And, uh, and unfortunately, he got thrown out with the... With the, uh, with the dirty bathwater, the horrible Super League idea. And I can't ever forgive, I'm afraid I'm an old boy, and I can't forgive things like that. Because I still think if another offer came on the table, they would jump at it if it meant securing their investment and, and they're not being worried about relegation and stuff like that. So, but I, I other think than that... Sorry, I was going to say, I think you're probably right, but I think Bowley, Newcastle... Um, uh, Man United, to, uh, Liverpool. I think all the big CEOs would jump at an opportunity if there was no relegation and mega money left, right, and centre. I think they'd all jump at it and and have no consideration for the fans whatsoever and be motivated purely by TV money because that's what they're motivated. And by it's by no now. coincidence. It's no coincidence, Fergus, is it that that uh, a couple of the big players in the ESL, Liverpool and Manchester United, their owners, owners are up for selling the, the clubs. So, yep. uh, I don't think that's any coincidence, is it? That they didn't my, get my, my, my fear on that one, without getting into too much uh, on that, uh, my fear on that one is that they'll go to nation states as well and then the league is going to be just like basically... Yeah, there's, only so many, there's only so many of them to go around, isn't there? I mean, yeah. You know when... Uh, yeah. Listen, yeah. listen you know when if you... If you can't stand the heat, Cronky, get out of the kitchen. That's the that's what that's what I've always said. You, you are this sport is now it's a worldwide um, brand. We're we're part of a worldwide brand, and if you want to stay at the top and keep selling shirts and keep selling merchandise and and be at the top of the tree and earn money out of this football club, then you have to put something into it. And if that means spending lots and lots of money and reducing your profits, then I'm afraid you have to do that because. This isn't. This is the way football has always been. Football's never been a massive earner for the owners, is it? It's never been. No, if you go, if you go back to who, who was it, uh, Wheeling or whatever, what was his name? The guy at Blackburn. He 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 put his the shirt of his yeah, back Jack. into. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 the shirt of his back into the club to to win win the Premier League. Um, Theo, question for you. So we're twelve, thirteen games into the season. We've done a few cup games and Europa League games and stuff like that. Um, what game have you enjoyed the most? One on TV and the one that you've been to as well. I think the um, PSV one uh, at home was the um, was one of the best ones I've been to. I found one good. No atmosphere. <laughs> Totally oh, weren't good. I like that. Um, <laughs> uh, the probably the best one I've seen on TV was um, Chelsea North London Derby, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. You were, yeah. I, I watched was North London Derby. Yeah. Oh, that's it's a difficult one. He wasn't happy with me in the morning. I got my ticket about midnight, and I woke him up in the morning. And I said, "Mate, I'll see you. Let's see you later." And he's like, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going down to Arsenal." He just turned over in bed and went, yeah, whatever, and went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told, I told you, we can't do it on here, but I told you what to do next time, Theo, didn't I? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, you know where to punch, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trev, Trev, uh, asking you that question then. So you've been watching from afar, unfortunately, for various different reasons, train strikes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What game have you enjoyed so far this season the most? 
Oh, I think that, you know, that you've got to say the North London derby is always a highlight when you win it, you know. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a great, it's the, it's the game I look forward to every season and uh, I can't wait until January to get down to YR Lane and uh, give some people the welcome they, home they deserve. But other than that, the, the games I've enjoyed mostly this season have been the free European away trips, Fergus, just... Uh, been great to get back into going to European aways again. The company's been good, mostly, and um, I, I enjoyed it. Been good. So, oh, I can't wait for us to go away in Europe again. I can't wait for us to get to see, get down to Tottenham. I left just after half time last season. I'm hoping I'm in White Lane a little bit longer this time. Um, I can't, I can't move on without without going back to Cronkin because. I mean, be, I, be, I, I, before okay. before you do that though, uh, Trev, uh, can I ask? No, no, I will come back to you. But can I ask Russ what his game that he's enjoyed the most this season? Oh, then we'll, Chelsea we'll, away, we'll... Chelsea away. That was bantalicious. That was just that was <laughs> Chelsea away. That was just one hell of a day out and one hell of a, it poured with rain all day. Got wet going, wet wet in the ground, wet coming out. It was, but I didn't yeah. care because it was just seeing them. Absolutely schooled. I mean, that was the most dominant display of the season. It was just outstanding the way we completely controlled that football match. Absolutely. And to be honest, the North on the Derby is up there for me, but the, the Chelsea away. As well, uh, well that uh, Chelsea away game was for the uh, games uh, I've been it, through, that was. It was the only one nil that felt like a six nil. Honestly, it, it really we dominated that game so much. We didn't, we didn't win. We didn't win by more. And without, I think without Silver at the back and Shalabar is it. The two centre halves, it would have been a cricket score because they mm. had both outstanding games, both of them. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Russ, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you for uh, uh, doing the call. Have uh, a lovely Russ. Christmas, mate. And uh, I'll see you, you on. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. You. Keep up the good work for you. We'll see you in block five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Russ, we'll have to have a road trip again soon, mate, like the one we had. Where did we go? In the have car? we got a Where bigger car now, Trev? Have we got a bigger car now, Fergus? He's got a newer car. Yeah. So, yeah, got um, a newer. Is he a bigger car? Because I got squashed yeah. last time. He's a big lad, Dan, isn't he? I was like, oh, blimey. I'm a big lad <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a nice 4x4, so it's a nice car. Oh, lovely. Okay, yeah, I'll be up oh, for that. Oh. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Have a great Christmas, mate. And uh, up the Arsenal. Yeah. Cheers, Russ. All the best, mate. So, you mentioned the... Uh, sorry, Trev, answer your question on the Cronkies. You want to go back to the Cronkies? Yeah, I've got to go back to them because I think that we were quick enough to call them out. I was at the demonstrations and I think that we've got to be quick enough to say that what they've done recently is very good, Fergus. They they appear to be back in the club now. I'm hoping that the, the, the demonstrations show them just what a passionate set of fans the Arsenal lads can be. And it might have, might have just given them a little nudge to say, hang on, we've got to pull our socks up here. And we can't fault the way they've looked after us. They've bought players. They've backed Arteta. Arteta seems to have a great relationship with them, which is always a massive bonus when your manager and the owner get on, you know. And when it comes to buying players in January, I have every faith that Arteta will buy sensibly and buy us players that are going to improve our team. Yeah. You know, do you reckon, that, do you reckon when we saw the Josh documentary? Do you reckon that was the real, the real Josh we saw when he was interacting with 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 Arteta and everybody else, and yeah. just being, but that was him, not 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 just doing it for show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and if, like last January, I was just going to say then, mate, that, uh, you know, we never bought anybody. Everybody was moaning. But Arteta came out and said there was no one for sale that was going to improve our club. So I didn't buy anyone. It left us a bit short, but it didn't lumber us with players like we have been in the recent past that we couldn't get tuppence for like further down the line, you know. So hmm. I'm, I'm right behind him. I'm excited about what's happening at our club. And uh, hopefully we'll see some... Um, some some good signings in January that are going to make us a better team when needed. So, um, if you want to join the show, click on gunsandyellowribbons.com uh, slash join the show or just go to gunsandyellowribbons.com and, and click on the link to join the show. It's quite easy, as you can see. Theo and, and, and Andrew have joined and, and Russ did, did earlier. We're going to be on for about probably another five or ten minutes, so uh, we've got space for one more. There are a couple of questions on the Europa League and the FA Cup. So, um, let's look at the FA Cup first of all, Andrew. Uh, FA Cup, what do you pri prioritise considering where we are? We're out of the League Cup, we're in three competitions. 
What do you prioritize? It's do you do do you, trophy, do, do you put all your do you go all out for everything, or do you have to pick and choose? I think a lot of it's going to hinge on who we draw in the next round of UEFA Cup. But I would like us to push on to the FA Cup because that's our trophy, isn't it? I mean, that's you know when we that's what we like. That's the one we we always like to go to Wembley with, and we've, that's why we've won it fourteen times. And you know, just get just. I think, oh God, to prioritise it, I'd like him to go out. You know, put a team out that's going to beat Oxford, push on into the next round, and get us you know as much as we can in that. I think the draw for the UEFA Cup is going to define who you know and, and what we do with that. But we've got to keep pushing on in the league. We can't just lose the momentum. We've got to be careful. We've got a squad big enough to be able to compete with you know with this. I've been a couple of additional signings. I think we'll be we'll be there. Um, but I, I can't see why we can't compete in all three. Okay, so you're 11 years old. Is am I right? 11, 12 yeah. years of age. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on the FA Cup? How important is the FA Cup to you? Uh, to be honest, I think it is because I remember uh, when Lincoln City got drawn with Arsenal, great away day for me and dad and all my mum and family. <laughs> but I think because like my dad said, it's our trophy. But then because. We've won it back in the day and we've had Arteta, who I think has had experience of winning it, um, yes. that he might put out a team to that he knows what he needs to win it and all that. W- would you be disappointed if we put out a weaker side just to make sure that we've done better in the league? No, to be honest. I think, we need, I think we'll focus on the league more than cup games. OK. Trev, your thoughts on, 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 on that yeah. theory? I, in my head, I'm thinking that... Uh, the FA Cup hasn't been one of Arteta's priorities. What was it last season at Forest? We were awful. Yeah. Gotcha. Season before was it Southampton? Was was the same story, wasn't it? Was it Southampton? We lost in the third yeah. round. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, just... I don't think Tavares is at the deck yet. Has he after that tackle? He's still still flying. <laughs> I just, I just love the FA Cup. I just love that I've been I was fortunate enough to have my first trip to Wembley in. Uh, well, in the FA Cup in 78 when we lost and then 79 when we won. Wait, no, we, you can't have gone in 78. We were founded in 1886. So there's no way you went there in 1878. Oh, sorry. Fergus, I'm really sorry. People, oh, hang on, let me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's so, I, I love a trip to Wembley. It's so it's just so, such an enjoyable day. So I hope we take it a little bit more seriously this year. But I can understand we want Europa League. I've got. I've, I've already got. We've already got hotels booked for the final, haven't we? So we need Europa League, <laughs> and uh, obviously we need the, the Premier League comes first. So to, to be honest, Trev, I'm 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 probably going to this week. I need to confirm on on cat sitting more than anything else. Can you believe it? Um, but I'm I'm probably going to book a, uh, a deal. We I'll talk to you anyway offline. But I'm probably going to book a few days in Budapest and just enjoy. It's a great city. I've been there before. Just enjoyed Budapest at the end of May. Anyway, if we look, if we look at the Europa League, then Trev, who, who, who would you like to face in the next round? I don't really know who. I should have brought this up actually. Uh, who, who's you've got? You've got teams like Barcelona and and so on yeah. who've dropped out. Uh, who, who would you like to face? I don't care, Fergie. I don't think... In that, I can't remember everyone that's left in the Europa League. You've sort of sprung this one on me, mate. But I can remember thinking there's no one in that Europa League that we should fear. There's no one in that Europa League. And I include the big clubs. I include your Barcelona's in with that. So I'm not really bothered who we draw. I'm just hoping we have a nice trip and enjoy it. Yeah, Lyle's just said here um, a trip to Germany would be nice. I think Union Berlin are still in, aren't they? Or is it her for Berlin? Uh, no, you've got Union. You, so you've got Barcelona versus Man United. You've got U, uh, Juve versus Nantes. You've got Sporting versus the Danish team, which I'm not going to pronounce. You've got Shakhtar versus Rennes. You've got Ajax versus Union. Uh, Leverkusen versus Monaco. Sevilla uh, versus PSV. You don't want to go back to PSV. That stadium's awful. And Salzburg versus Roma. Um, I'd like a trip to Germany. I thought, wouldn't mind. What's that? Sorry, you have got, got a PSV, Trev, hang on a sec. What, what did you say, Andy? So you, you haven't got fond memories of PSV, have you? Uh, well, my ass doesn't. No. So, <laughs> my oh. coxic. <laughs> right. I'll get a phone call. I'm up in the posh seats, right? I'll get a phone call from our mate Terry. Fergus has fallen over. He's really hurt himself. I think we might have to take him to hospital. So I said, all right, I'll meet you back at the hotel. So I shot straight back to our hotel. 
sat in the bar for about an hour, sinking beers, right? And then he walked in, and I just couldn't stop laughing. I just couldn't stop laughing at him. Right? It was, he was so angry at me. Right? It really was. He had a little bruise, right? He had a little bruise, like anything, anything, you know, nothing to bother you. Nothing to bother you. He's had this little bruise and he's whinging and moaning. Trevor, 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 it's six and a half weeks later and I still have memories of PSV at the very bottom of my back right now. So, And Lyle was there. Lyle, Lyle has said PSV is a lovely stadium. Lyle was the one who picked me up off those steps that I slipped down. Um, and Lyle also witnessed that I wasn't um, inebriated as uh, as uh, as I would normally be. So, yeah, no, it, it was really good. Um, so, uh, thoughts on the... I think, that's a, I think that's about it, really, Trev. Is there... Anything that you wanted to further? Oh, yeah. I don't know what I've done to my screen now. Yeah. Said, but there's a couple of things. Firstly, yeah, we'll be stitched up in the FA Cup again. Oxford away. They've moved it to eight pm on a on a Monday night. Thank you for considering the fans again. Um, TV and something that really made me laugh today, right on social media. It made me laugh that much. It gave me stomachache. Jamie O'Hara, the the man <laughs> most hated by Arsenal fans, right. What's this long ranting post on 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 social media that he's stuck on a plane? EasyJet wouldn't let him off. The plane weren't going nowhere, but EasyJet kept him on a plane for about three hours. And uh, what he seemed to forget what that was that uh, Jamie O'Hara has got mostly Arsenal fans on his timeline, just waiting for him to fall down. You know, just waiting for that one chink to get in. And by God, did he get it today? It was hilarious. I loved every second of it. Brilliant. Theo, um, one question I want to ask you. You know, you see this fella here. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Could it be? <laughs> Could it be him? <laughs> Pretty damn close, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Listen, you two have a fantastic Christmas. Thank you for calling in. I know that we was... hadn't had a huge number of callers, but it's been it's been good to join in. I hope you've enjoyed it. Do you enjoy it, Theo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it again. You're famous now, you know that. Andy, Theo, are you, are you at a game on Saturday? Uh, no, we're next because uh, we're going away for a bit. So the next one we're done is actually the Man United home game, which he's really looking forward to because it'll be the uh, the first sort of real big one he's proper been to. So he's been promised a. Uh, a singing session in the terraces. Lovely. Fantastic. <laughs> Look forward to seeing it, you. It's, then, it, it's an adult thing, Theo. It's an adult thing. Don't worry. Don't tell your mum. Yeah, just don't <laughs> tell your mum. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you at Block 5, Block 6 at the Man United game. That's the middle of, middle of January. Um, have a great Christmas. Hope you get everything you want and have ha <laughs> happiness and health and everything else. And uh, keep tuning in. Take it easy, guys. Right. Take care, Thank boys. Take care. See, you later. see you later. Cheers, bye. Trev, that was uh, that was quite enjoyable. I know we didn't have a load of people join us, but um, it was it was really enjoyable. It was good for us and and for for Andrew and and Theo to join in. Um, but I've really enjoyed that. Have you? Uh, yeah, I didn't expect many people to join tonight, Fergus, because you're on. You know, if it had been just me, everyone would have got in. But no, it was very enjoyable. I love having the young lads on as well. You know, that's um, that's what it's all about. That's why we don't swear too much on this show. That's why I didn't say that. When you fell over in PSV, you were you wanking. <laughs> I'm glad you laughed though, because I got blocked out that way. <laughs> oh, it was funny. It was funny. Oh. Yeah. Well, to be honest, that's that's where this is from. Yeah. <laughs> I was absolutely um, hammered in that in that uh, in that hotel. But look, for, we can't go without summing up, right? What We can't go without summing up and, and saying Merry Christmas to everybody. Once again, I've had a great time up to this Christmas with you on this podcast, mate. Circumstances have meant I've not been able to get to too many games. I've forced myself to go to the, odd, the few away games. Hopefully after Christmas, I'll be back going again. Circumstances allowing... But I thoroughly enjoyed doing this, mate. Once again, we've uh, we've had a laugh, haven't we? We get our few loyal viewers and every single one of you that watches, you have no idea how much it's appreciated by us. We we, we love talking about the Arsenal and that's all we do. If, if you ever think we go in too hard on a player or too hard on our club, you must tell us because 
that's not the that's not our intentions. Our in, we love our club. We love I love it too much to ever talk too badly about it. So yeah, for we've got we've got we've got you know we're back on boxing now. Let's keep our fingers crossed that that we hit the ground running again. That, that we don't miss Jesus. There's no been no official news about Jesus, is there? So we might be back sooner than we think, Ferg. You know, but let's hope we hit the ground running again. Let's hope it this is carried on being as enjoyable as it has been the first part of the season, Ferg, because it has been a very enjoyable season, isn't it, so far? And uh, it's been it, it's been a fantastic season so far. Um, it, I, without sounding all naff and everything else, the bit that hasn't been great is you haven't been as to as many games as I'd like you to have been, and we have a few beers and you swerve buying beers and everything else, the usual game. But um, yeah, I've done the European tour this year. I hope to carry it on. Um, throughout right all the way to Budapest is my intention financially and uh, um, and and marriage wise I will have to negotiate those uh, those hurdles along the way <laughs> but um, anyway, the finances can't get any worse now I mean we started off in Switzerland which was a bit heavy then we went to Norway oh you didn't come to Norway did you I Norway, didn't but Switzerland was even dearer me, me and Terry me and Terry landed in Oslo when we played in Bodo. We landed in Oslo and we were waiting for our connecting flight, internal flight, to go to Bodo, right? And I went up to the bar and I said, Terry, what do you want? He said, I'll have a lager. So Oslo Airport, two lagers. The bird goes, the woman goes, 26 quid, please. I thought, Jesus Christ. Terry, who never gets his wallet out very quickly at the best of times, nearly passed out. <laughs> I nearly had to call first aid. It was nearly as bad as you breaking your fingers at BSV, Ferg. It was horrendous. <laughs> but no, we'll, uh, we'll continue, Ferg. Wherever we go and however we get there, we will go. Um, whether we drive through Belgium and Switzerland again or whatever we do, we'll get there. And I might be changing Sorry, we People can. still remain North London forever Whatever the weather These streets are our Does you every time, Trev, doesn't it? Does you yeah, every I, time. It chokes me up because it, it's associated with our club. I, I do hope they continue it, playing it before the games. I, I do hope it doesn't die a death because it's certainly not going to with the fans. It means a lot. It means a lot to all the Arsenal fans now. So let's hope they keep playing it. It does. Listen, we'll, we'll, we'll try and do something when we're at uh, the Juve game, but um, in case we don't, I'd just like to wish everybody who has watched us over the last five years, thank you very, very much for listening and, and, and uh, watching the show. Um, do click on the on the subscribe button on uh, YouTube. It does help us uh, try and open up some other features on YouTube and so on and so forth. Um, I wish you all the best. I wish your family's health and happiness. Uh, football and Christmas and everything is all about families and you know for me my football family on here um, have a great time up the Arsenal you've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons And remember to rate and review us too.